Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. Oh, the primrose bloomed overnight. I love primroses because they continue to bloom all summer. I'll get a photo of that one for you. Shall we try to get it now? Let's try to get it now. Today is Tuesday, September 3rd. A lovely cool morning here in Santa Fe. It's just 59 degrees right now. I think that turned out pretty well. Yeah, looks nice. I think I'll put some water in the fountain too while I'm here. I'm going to have to do something about this fountain. It's um, got a plastic bin on the bottom and I had resealed it, but apparently the resealing didn't take. You should do it that way, Jeffy. Do it this way. I did it uh, before we left and I thought it was holding, but now as when I fill it, it leaks again. There's a hole in the side and I'd filled it up once before in another, well actually before we moved to Santa Fe. We've had this thing probably 20 years and it was not expensive to begin with. <coughs> Sorry about that. But um, I really like it. It's kind of a cool like step-tiered fountain used to have little lights in it that broke but the fountain part still works everything works pretty well except for this um the fact that the bin beneath is leaking through that hole the the challenge is finding something to seal the hole with that will not be uh, toxic because the birds come and drink out of that so I'm not quite sure what the solution is. If I could buy just the bin, that would be nice, but, you know, like for a 20-year-old, well, we probably bought it at, like, Walmart, because that was when we were in Wyoming, and Walmart was the only place you could buy anything. The secret to Walmart success, right? <clears throat> could be older than that, even. <laughs> I bet it's something like 20 years. Maybe only 15. Only 15. Anyway, shall we go see what the pack rat has done overnight? I didn't get out here yesterday and finish cleaning up. I should have. Oh, busy, busy, busy. <laughs> there are so many choya burrs here. Yep, I'm really going to have to get out here and like bag it all up so that pack rat can't just, you know, like move it back into place, you know, if I just sweep it away. I'm just clearing a path right now, making a mental note that I need to come back in here today and later today and get this cleaned out. That would be a good activity. I'm always looking for things that I can do when I get tired of being on the computer, you know, and help, you know, because I'm I'm just brain tired. I'm not body tired necessarily. I've still got a toy in my sandal, but I'm avoiding having it poke me too much. Pull you out. There we go. Oh, so I'm not doing my new schedule today because I thought we were going to go fishing. And 
turn my microphone around a little bit. Here. How's that? Uh, David had proposed going fishing, and I hadn't gotten stuff back from Sarah yet. I thought, well, I could do it later today. I do have a call this afternoon with um, with Seth, for Sephwa with our with Sephwa's new agent. And so, for planning call with the agent and Mary Robinette, our Sephwa president, and Kate Baker, our executive director, and I'm the liaison to the agent, so that's why I'm on the call. So I told David, well, we had to be back in time for two for that two o'clock call, but that I could go. He'd kind of been wanting to go to Santa Rosa, but it would be hard to get back in time for that. We could, but it would just be a little bit of a press. So we were getting ready this morning. I had done my weights, and I was gonna, I was getting ready to do my podcast before, while David loaded up the car. And then he got a message from one of his um, private clients, one of his steady clients, uh, kind of an emergency ride. So he decided to go ahead and take that ride, take that person down to Albuquerque for a doctor's appointment, wait for, wait for them and bring them back. So I thought, well, we'll just wait and go fishing tomorrow. I said that was fine with me, and I can, um, and that way we could go to Santa Rosa and we don't have to be back in time. So we'll see what Sarah gets me today. I did get a lot done yesterday. I got all of the financials crunched. I was rarely do I do that all in one day, but I kind of ended up doing it that way since I was gone for most of August. Um, so I ended up doing all the book sales for the six retailers and getting all of that into the spreadsheets, got the money sent out to all the contributors, got our books all balanced, got bills paid, did all those things. So that was very productive. Um, got an article written for Frolic. I'm writing an article. I did an article for Frolic on Orchid Throne. On I'm using Google searches. Sent a whole bunch of emails. <laughs> oh, sometimes the business end of things, you know. I think um, when writers say, you know, especially if you self-publish, you know, that it's, there's a lot of business involved. It's difficult to explain just how much time you do spend on businessy type things. And sometimes you wonder where the time went, but I was pretty focused yesterday and still took me most of the day to do all of that. So today I'm starting off with doing some interview questions once I post this podcast, and then I will probably start doing revisions on Fire Crown. I have some stuff we'll work to catch up on too, but I might save that for afternoon. We've been um, watching Carnival Row on Amazon Prime. Have you guys been watching that? I like it. I I don't love it, and I'm not sure why I don't love it. David likes it, so we're you know that's that's a good reason to keep going. I'm not. I don't know what it is. I, I'm not totally drawn in. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you guys could tell me what it is. I feel like I should be loving it more than I am. Um, David really likes the representation of the fae uh, as having flexible wings. Where usually, you know, he feel his perception is that they're usually represented as having 
stiff wings, I think, which is like more the Tinkerbell kind of view. And it is really cool how they do the wings, except that to me it never quite um, suspends disbelief. They, they always look like actors on harnesses to me, the way that they sort of hover and touch down and everything. And I realize I would be asking a lot for it not to be like that, but and I think that most of the Fae characters are well cast. Maybe it's partly that the Fae act so very human. There's not a lot of differentiation between the Fae and the humans. And it's, um, I think that they've, you know, I was reading up on some of the background on this where they've been trying to make it. It was like on a 2005 blacklist for, you know, most sought after movie scripts for that year. And it's languished and languished, which is something that frequently happens in Hollywood. Uh, and now they've made it into this Amazon Prime original series, and the creator said, oh, well, you know, that the world building is so dense and there's so much stuff in there that, you know, he can't believe he ever thought it could be done in one movie. <clears throat> and I think clearly it got done. I don't know. Now I'm being like one of those authors saying, or readers saying, clearly the author did this, that, or the other. So, no, I'm guessing. But I think that this probably finally got made in response to Game of Thrones success. And the story just doesn't, uh, I don't know. I wish I could pin down what my hesitations are about it. You know, and it's even got the, the tortured love story, so, so it should be right up my alley. And yet it's just not quite doing it. I think I don't find the characters terribly compelling. I, I'm not feeling that invested in it. In some ways, you know what? If you've been watching, you'll know what I mean. I almost am more interested in... Uh, oh, I'm not going to be able to think of her name now. The blondie girl. The, the rigid blondie girl. You guys are telling me and I can't hear you. Let's go see. Let's see if I can bring up IMDb. Oh, it's not going to load because I'm, like, barely on wireless. I have to turn off the wireless. Remind me to turn it back on when I go inside, would you? I'm famous for doing that. You know, like, I turn off the wireless for various reasons, and then I am in the house, and I'm burning data when I could be on my own wireless. I really try not to do that. So what's the character's name? Oh, Imogen. Imogen Spernrose, which is a great... Great name, anyway. Uh, yeah, repressed and manipulative little Imogen is like <laughs> the most interesting character to me. I'm I'm not loving um, vignette. I don't know why. I would be interested to hear what you guys think. Orlando Bloom is pretty great as the inspector. Um, I nailed his secret within the first few minutes <laughs> over the first episode, David was like, wow, you called that one? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was an easy call. I'm a little birdie battle over here. Yesterday I saw a group of hummingbirds get on our bubbling water fountain, the one out front. I have never seen hummingbirds use a bird bath before. 
it was, um, I think that it was a pair of juveniles. I think I saw the adult, and then there were a couple of smaller birds that were not vividly covered, covered, colored. So it made me think that they were juvies. And uh, they were landing on that water bath and getting in there and splashing around and messing with each other, but not being super aggressive like the hummingbird battles can be. But they were definitely uh, screwing around with each other and splashing each other in the water and having a great time. I've never seen that before. It was so funny. I did see one of the hummingbirds the other day fly in and that... You guys have seen pictures of it. It's one of those sort of upright or upside-down urn fountains, so the water comes up in the middle, bubbles up into a shallow basin, and it spills down the sides. So I have seen this hummingbirds come in. They'll fly in and hover there, as is their skill, and they'll drink from the water spilling down the sides. So, but I'd never seen them play in the birdbath like that. It's been pretty hot and dry. I don't know if we got much in the way of monsoon rains while we were gone. It's been kind of a topsy-turvy year that way. We got a little bit of rain yesterday afternoon, but definitely not a monsoon rain. <clears throat> so let's see, what else was I going to tell you all? <laughs> this is just a random thought, sort of in my mental list of things I meant to talk about. So one of the things about Santa Fe that I love about Santa Fe is that it's difficult to see that the city is even here. The architectural controls make it so that all of the buildings are mostly one story, unless they're grandfathered in or given some kind of exemption. So the houses and so forth, they're mostly one story. Uh, you know, like even in town, the hotels i mean like what's the tallest building is maybe the drury which is like five or six stories otherwise it's very rare for something to be above one story and they're all earth tone colors usually some kind of adobe style natural looking uh so it blends in when you drive into the city of santa fe you almost can't see it. I mean, it's like blends in with the landscape. And because our landscape is so beautiful, this is a wonderful thing. Uh, you know, like even in my neighborhood, when I look out my windows, though there are other houses in our neighborhood, the houses are set up so that you're not looking directly. If, if you have one that's well-designed, there are exceptions to this because um, we have tons, it's not a housing development. It was you know, builders bought flats. So like our house was built by the same guy who built our immediate neighbor and the neighbor across the street. So he bought like those three lots and built houses on them. And that's very true for all of El Dorado. So, you know, it just really depends on who designed the house and who built it. So, but most of the houses are designed so that you're not like looking out six feet away at your next door neighbor's house or even at your house across your the acre between you so when i look out my windows i mostly look at the landscape because even if i do see the houses they blend into the landscape like i'm saying well it's funny because some people come here and they they really 
hate this about the place. So David was doing Uber driving the other day for this young couple. And by young, he said they were probably late 20s um, from Florida. And they were house hunting. And we decided that they were unwillingly house hunting or moving here unwillingly, like for a job or something, because they really didn't like Santa Fe. And it was funny because they were like taking an Uber from house to house as they looked at different ones. And, you know, so all, you know, David picked them up at one house and took them to another that they were looking at. And he said they never spoke to him directly, which is, of course, someone's privilege if you are you know, taking an Uber. So he just overheard their whole conversation. But it's also a strange choice if you're moving to a city and you have an Uber driver. Obviously, there's a, that person lives there, right? So you'd think that you'd ask them what they thought about stuff. But David said it was funny because the gal was complaining that all of the houses are so ugly to look at. And Miga Mori, if you happen to be listening to this one, you'll be laughing, right? Because um, Megan's ex-husband and son said the same thing after they moved here. You know, her son refers to them as, as mud-colored houses. And uh, this gal was saying, well, you know, these houses just aren't pretty to look at. They're such dull colors. She said, I just don't like looking at any of them. And he said, yeah, that's very true. I guess the guy also commented that there are a lot of liberals living in a place like this, which... <laughs> I said to David, did you say yes and go back to Florida? <laughs> he said, no, I didn't say anything. I'm like, I know, I know. but um, So I guess they were complaining pretty bitterly the whole time. So it'll be interesting. Uh, good luck, folks, on moving to Santa Fe. Maybe we will uh, change your... Oh, a bee just flew into my latte. Don't do that, baby. Come on out. You're not going to like it. In oh, okay, there you go. Liberated. Managed to fly out. It's it's only stevia, too. I don't think stevia works for bees. Maybe there's a little bit of sugar in the milk. My I have my red Starbucks coffee cup this morning, so that probably looked enticing. So, uh, I just thought that was funny about the... Houses aren't pretty to look at. It, it's just an interesting perspective. It's like, no, the houses are not meant to be pretty to look at because you're supposed to be looking at the incredible beauty around you. Um, our house sitters, who I mentioned really love staying at our house, which was gratifying to us because it was nice to have someone else love it. But they said, um, they said, you know, there's not many places where you can have nature and Trader Joe's. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like that should be Santa Fe's tagline now. You know, it's like nature, natural beauty, and Trader Joe's <laughs> because it's so true. You know, it's um, in 15 minutes I can be in town and there's all kinds of art and culture and Trader Joe's. You know, the you can get good food, which is a huge thing. You don't realize that until you live in a place where you can't get decent food. Um, living in Wyoming was like that. For a while, you know, when we were when David was working in Socorro and his coworkers kept, you know, working on us to move down to Socorro, uh, we considered it. You know, we thought about it, but Socorro does not have a decent grocery store. They have, um, like, the Walmart grocery store 
and uh, Brooks, which is the same grocery store we have here in El Dorado, except it didn't carry the same food. It carried crap food. And I think that's something that people don't realize is that in small towns or poorer places, the stores stock really bad food, um, poor quality food. And you have to deliberately find places where you can buy decent, fresh, um, you know, like grass-fed beef and organic fruits and vegetables. You know, and there are a lot of people who say, oh, well, that's not important. And it's like, yeah, but then why is it that in the wealthier areas, you can get access to good food. <laughs> you know, sort of like, oh, well, you know, those rural places, we'll just let them eat whatever. There's my rant for the day. So, nature and Trader Joe's. It's everything you could want. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go get to work. I hope you all have a fabulous Tuesday, which will feel like a Monday for many of you, but you can do it. I know you can. And I will talk to you all later. Take care. Bye-bye.